Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes, a podcast about dating, marriage, and sex, where we break it down, keep it real, and unashamedly go there. Our goal is to foster a space that welcomes you to have conversations with us regarding these topics. And since we believe in seeking the truth about these topics, we guarantee to keep a biblical perspective in all things related. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and or put those earbuds because it's about to get real. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. We're back. How's it going? Welcome, welcome back. Um, we are excited. As you know, the Fuentes are now in San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. Yes, we are. Um, all right. So this episode is a juicy one because um, we last episode was the update that we had moved to San Francisco. But this episode, we are giving you another update is that Danny and I actually work together. Yeah. We both work at the exact same place. Um, in the last episode of the update, we talked about how, you know, I ended up getting a job like right before we moved. Well, that job <laughs> happened to be the exact same school that Jenny's working at. Yes. Everyone thinks he's a magical unicorn. <laughs> and it's it's awesome. I mean, I'm thankful and I'm I'm very appreciative of the opportunity that I've been given to work out of school with just funny kids. I mean, some of these of kids, kids. Are just, their imaginations are wild and uh, personalities all over the scope and um, just great people. I work with fantastic people. They're, they're, we both do. We both yeah, work with fantastic people. We both work people. with fantastic people. And um, we love our community. We love the community that we're in. Again, you know, it's San Francisco, guys. So you guys already know what this city is all about. So the the goal is, obviously, when we moved out here, the goal was how do we um, show the love of Christ without actually showing it, if that <laughs> makes any sense, and if that's even possible. And let me, let me just... Um, make a preface for my religious people out there. I'm just going to I'm just going to swap it down. I'm just going to like I'm just going to turn off your fire right now and I'm going to put it off. If you're thinking like, "Oh my gosh, but you should not be ashamed to be called a Christian." Uh, we're not saying that we're ashamed to be called a Christian. In fact, people are evidently noticing that we are so different, that they are so curious that they ask us what's different about us so no we yeah. are not saying oh we're hiding our light yeah. so hiding the faith and no, i don't no, want people no. to know that i serve god and yeah what we are doing is instead of speaking it we're actually living it out so which in turn <laughs> it's a it's a little bit more difficult than you know i mean it's easy for me to just talk about like oh 100 oh, jesus christ and god loves you god loves you and and that's that's great i'm not i'm not you know judging anybody or or killing anyone's groove that does that but when you're in san francisco and you drive by and you see a bunch of random dudes literally walking down the street but naked, naked with their Pamalama <laughs> ding-dongs flapping everywhere. You seriously stop to think like, okay, how do I show this dude the love of God yep. with his Pamalama ding-dong all over the place? <laughs> 
So it's, you know, things like that where it's like, it's different, guys. It's different out here. It's, again, I know that San Francisco is not for everybody, and that's the truth. And there's nothing wrong with that. You have to have um, a certain level of spiritual awareness to be able to be in a city where people really dislike Christians and they hate God. Yep. You know, and then again, I mean, this is where God placed us. And I firmly believe that we're not here to judge. We're not here to condemn, but we're here to represent God's love. Yep. You know, and so again, we're, we both work for an awesome school. Yes. I'm not going to give you the name. Nope, we can't. But it's a fantastic school. Great people. I mean, my boss, the people that I work with, and again, Jenny's coworkers, like we all just, we all get along. Like, and they're honestly aware. They're actually aware of our lifestyle. But again, we don't, we're not the kind of people to like shove it in someone else's face and be like, hey, um, you're going to burn in hell if you keep living like that. You know, we just continue to love and we just continue to pray. And that's it. Yeah, at the end of the day, sorry, babe. At the end of the day, Jenny and I are not the ones responsible to change anyone's life. Nope. It is our sole responsibility to to simply love our neighbor. Amen. And to love them unconditionally and to love them the way Jesus would love them. Yeah. It's about meeting them where they're at. So it's not about asking them to meet us where they're at. So, where we are at, sorry. So, yeah, so, I mean, for the sake of, like, staying within the theme of this podcast, it's about marriage, it's about life, it's about sex, it's about single people, dating, whatnot, right? So, um, I guess the big question, the burning question is, how the heck does a couple who's married work together? And how does that work? How do you manage the dynamics, how do you live life and what is conversations and what does life outside of work look like? So if you are a couple that works together, kudos to y'all because it's not um, it's not easy and it's not for the faint of heart. And let me just preface by saying this. It's not meant for everyone. Correct, Denny? Like, I don't think. Yeah, it's not it's, for everybody. It's and guys, everybody. it's okay. Like, yeah. It's, it doesn't mean that your level of being able to work together is not good. It doesn't mean that, oh, your marriage is not well because you can't work together. No, it's just what it is. Some people can do it and others cannot. Yeah. And so, That's it. you know, for us, it's, it's, it's not the first time that we've worked together. We've actually done ministry together. We've yeah. done... Um, we've worked together. Like, we had like we used to both work for Express and Banana. Oh, you worked for Banana. I worked for yeah, Banana. Sorry, Republic. yeah, for Express. We both used to work together for both Express. Used to work for and this Express. was when we were dating. Yeah, yeah, and that was cool. And yeah, then it was cool. You know, we did ministry together for years, and I mean, it's it's part of our part of how we've lived our lives. And so, working together now, it's not new news for us in fact yeah. we've learned from our previous years of working together 
the importance of keeping a balance, the importance of knowing when to stop our conversation from work and not bring work to home and to be a lot more intentional and shifting our mindset and to talk about the future, talk about what we're going to do tomorrow, talk mm-hmm. about our dogs, talk about life and family yeah. instead of just talking about work. Yeah. Because I think that's the danger of like working together sometimes is that you can get sucked into this whole your work becomes your life. And as a married couple, you have to be very intentional in keeping the spark and being intentional of being loving and kind and patient to one another instead of blowing up at each other. Yeah. It's interesting, guys. I mean, obviously, you know, it also, you also have to look into the environment when it comes to whatever, you know, job setting it may be. Um, You know, Jenny and I, again, we've been fortunate enough to, to find ourselves in in moments of our lives where we've been able to work together and we've we do really good. It's not perfect, you know. Again, it's we're 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 not like robot machines and we're getting it right 100% of the time. You know, we have our moments where we kind of like, you know, our creativity uh, you know, bumps into each other every now and then. But that doesn't mean that we can't do it. And so you also have to take into consideration the ambience, the environment that you guys are in. You know, again, some people are definitely capable of doing that. You know, where husband and wife can definitely work in the same um, company, whatever the you know the same setting, and and it and it flows. And other people just can't do it because it's like you know what, like, what are we going to talk about when I'm <laughs> working with my spouse for eight to ten hours a day, like you know and that's completely understandable so yeah and what's helped us is that i am a classroom teacher and he's in administration so he is so we actually don't we actually don't see each other that much during the day we don't i'm constantly running around uh doing other tasks and jenny's in her classroom yes yes we don't have lunch together no we don't sit up and have lunch together no we don't hang out for countless of hours at work together um, you know, we've we've learned to be very respectful of, of boundaries. And even just yesterday, I, I realized I did a, a very... Um, Jenny made a boo-boo. <laughs> I did not kiss the boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized I had stepped into my husband's um, territory instead of, like, letting him be at his work. And I'm going to be honest with you, like, sometimes it's really hard for me, like... Um, boundaries in general have been really hard for me, whether it is for me to set boundaries for people or sometimes even sometimes crossing boundaries myself, um, not on people, but on, on my husband. Like, like it's, it's interesting. Like a, a lot of the times I've realized that I've crossed so many boundaries with Danny um, when it comes to like his work or, or stuff like that. Or like, I, I don't know, I just become like this mama hen instead of like letting him be a husband. Right. So, um, I did one of those boo-boos and I remember just apologizing to my husband and realizing, hey, like I can't be doing this at work. Like he has his job. He's an administrator. I have to honor him. I have to respect him. You know, if he says something and he tells me this is what you have to do, then this is this is what I, I have to do. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of realizing and setting boundaries even at work. Like when, yeah. for couples who work together, like y'all got to set those healthy boundaries and have to respect each other. And again, he's an administrator. So at the end of the day, a lot of the times his word is going to 
triumph over a classroom teacher's, um, you know, word. And so, you know, I just need to make sure that I honor that, that I respect that. And in the same way, I would say if you're working with someone and you guys are, if your wife is in a higher position or the husband's in a higher position or the boyfriend or the girlfriend are in a higher position or fiance, whatever, like just learning to navigate those boundaries is going to be very important and being very specific and clear about it. So what does it look like when we come back home and what yeah. is, yeah, what is, what does that look like? Are we bringing work home? We actually do pretty good. Um, again, we've, we've made it a thing for Jenny and I to understand that even though we work together, we work for the same school, um, that we are not going to come back home and, you know, continue to allow work to kind of be the topic of conversation. Again, it's I'm not saying they, that you guys should not ask your spouses or your, you know, boyfriends or girlfriends, um, hey, how was work today? You know, I'm not saying to not do that. But for those of you who work in the same environment as your spouse, um, don't let work be like the full-blown, you know, topic of conversation of course get your get your 15 minutes out of the way you know (laughs) obviously work is work you have your good days you have your bad days and sometimes you just got to vent so yeah do that do you know hold yourself you know accountable to a certain amount to allow yourself a certain amount of time to just get it out of the way you know if you got to hash it out or something happened and you just you know want to want a couple of minutes to just you know vent vent then of course by by all means but again, you know, be very careful. Don't let that be the topic of conversation or don't let that be like the entire purpose of your evening of or your your evening. afternoon. Yeah. 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 I think if anything, we've we we have a pretty good um without realizing naturally now we've fallen into this habit where on our way to work we check in and each other, like, how are you? Good. It's really quiet in the mornings. You know, we're both waking up. We're both yeah. like, okay, this is the day we're starting and whatnot. We're in the car. We don't look at each other. We don't <laughs> talk to each other. Get out of my face. I just no. woke up. I still love you, but don't look at me. Yeah, so we're, we're waking up. You know, we're pretty quiet. <laughs> and then on our way home, our, our, our job is 15 minutes away from our home. And... If it's not obvious already by the way that I'm speaking, it's it's we we carpool. We basically drive one car to work yeah. and come back. So we talk about work. Literally, we do the check-in. Like, how was your day? How was my day? Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about my yeah. crazy stories with my students. Um, and he will share anything crazy that had happened. By, by the time that we come home and we've arrived to our place we've kind of stopped that conversation naturally. It's like it's as if our home, and, and we've said this previously in episodes, your home is a sacred place. Yeah. And it's it's like at home we try not to bring work. We try not to talk about work. We try not to engage in conversations about work because it is a sacred place. We want to just rest here. We want to just enjoy our time. And so what it looks like is on the weekdays, because we now live in a, an apartment, we still have our two dogs. You know, we come home, mm-hmm. literally drop off everything, and then we take our dogs out. And yeah. that kind of helps like to transition. At least for me, I was explaining to Danny this. It kind of helps me transition away from work mode to like, okay, Jenny's at home. Like, 
this is a whole new journey, right? Yeah. So from being from a teacher to becoming now a wife and, you know, a dog mom, whatever. So it's like that need, that happens a lot to me when we go to the park, which San Francisco has beautiful parks, by the way, for a bunch of dogs. Yeah. And, there's so many dogs. If you guys so. have never been and you can, you know, make your way out here and you have dogs, bring them. Yes. You're going to love it. Yes. And so, you know, we take our dogs to the park and then they enjoy their time. And our dogs are so small that they really don't need a lot of time. And so we, we kind of yeah. do like a 15, 20 minute little visit. Like It's usually no more than 30 minutes. Yes, Like yes. within those 30 minutes, by the time we're gone, we bring them back home and those those little critters are pooped. Yes. And then, you know, we cook meals. We go grocery shopping. We do what the normal thing that couples do. And it's like yeah. we eat a meal. We watch TV. Um, we watch a movie. And, you know, we're very intentional. And, again, we, we like to pray together. We and we go to bed. We go to bed early. Yeah. Now Danny understands what it means to go to bed early, by the way. Cause <laughs> yeah, this is strange, guys. <laughs> because back then, Danny would stay up late, which was like Super a constant late. battle for me. But now yeah. he's like the one saying like, hey, babe, it's, it's 1030. We got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, guys. I suddenly turned 35 and I feel like I'm 72. So, <laughs> you know. So, you know, that's what we do. <laughs> we pray together and then we go to bed. But, you know. One of the conversations that I was having having with one of my co-teachers was, actually with two of my co-teachers was, you know, she's um, engaged and she's getting ready to um, get married next year in October. And she was sharing with us, actually this was yesterday, she was sharing with with my other co-teacher and I that she had couples therapy and that one of her favorite things about, one of her favorite things of doing is couples therapy because um, she comes from divorced parents and... She knew that the moment that um, her fiancé proposed, the condition was, before we get married, we have to go to couples therapy to make sure that this is going to work. If not, I don't want to get married and then divorce you. Because it was very traumatic for her and her sisters. And so, um, you know, she was just talking about what her favorite thing to do is actually go to couples therapy. And, but she was also very honest and explained, and sometimes it's just really hard for my fiancé and I to just do life, like, and not be intentional in time and, and with each other. So, for example, what that looks like is I come home, drop off my stuff, start cooking, and he's on the TV, and I'm on the TV, or I'm doing my own thing, but we're not present with each other. And when she said that, it got me thinking of how many times as couples we do that at you know, it's it's a common thing. Danny and I have had those days where we're not yeah. present with each other. And, yeah. you know, she was saying that and explaining that and explaining how she wants to be a lot more intentional, um, you know, with her fiancé. Because, again, they, they live together. They, they you know, they're, they're together and whatnot. And it's not, and like she said, it's not just about sex. It's about being very invested emotionally in each other and being present with each other. And so lo and behold, she knows Danny and I have been married for 10 years. She asked me, Jenny, and what do you do with Danny? And she knows Danny. And, you know, we, I just was honest with her and I said, Hey, there's, I've, I've, I'm guilty of those moments too. Like both Danny and I have been guilty about those moments, but lately we've just been a lot more intentional. Like 
we we try our best to be present. Um, we try our best to watch something together that we both want to watch instead of like one like well this is what I want to watch and you want to watch this you know and there's moments where we have put all technology away you know um it was really nice we do like midweek dates where we go out to eat and mm -hmm. we are not yeah. on our phones we have a conversation we talk about life you know um one of the things that Danny Danny does a great and he's great at is just asking me questions like how are you feeling how's it going for you Um, no, like, really, how are you really feeling? Like, you know, and, and it may seem sometimes that he's like prying, but it's not, you know, like it's he's really being intentional. And he wants to know my heart and my feelings behind certain things, whether it is work, whether it is my dreams, whether it is aspirations and vice versa. And I do the same thing. And sometimes he gets annoyed with me because he's like, ah, oh, she might be prying. But the reality is, it's like we're being very intentional with each other. And then we're pretty intentional of the weekends. Yeah, we definitely just, I mean, we make it a thing, guys, just because you have to, again. Got a date. You have to, yeah, you have to date each other, you know, for those of you who have been married for a long time, longer than we have, you know, or you're engaged, you know, to be married sometime soon, or you're just dating. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it's funny, I'm, I'm 35 years old, we've been married for 10 years, and I... I feel like I'm just coming to the, to the realization that marriage is not an autopilot setting. Ooh, that's a good one. You can't just, okay, boom, you know, I got married yesterday, and then you just sit back, kick your feet up, and let it on, you know, leave it on cruise control. It doesn't work that way. I've, I Believe me, I've, I've been doing that, and I've found myself running to a lot of scenarios where I'm like, okay, this is not good. If I keep at it, it's, it's going to crash and burn at some point. So you have to keep putting in the work. And that's that's honestly what the truth is when it comes to marriage. You know, you have to keep putting in the work. And this even goes, this spills into having a relationship with God. You can't just, you know, it's never going to be a thing where you're going to go to church and then you're going to have that encounter and you say, you you know, and then you say, Lord, today I'm going to start new. I'm going to live the life that you've been wanting me to live. And then assume that you're just going to kick your feet up and then it's going to be on cruise control and then God's going to do all the work. No, it's a relationship. So if you understand that in this, you know, human phase, you have to put in the work to keep a relationship. It also is the same thing when it comes to having a relationship with Christ. You have to also put in the work. The difference is God being God. He's never going to expect you to do something that he knows you cannot do. Hmm. So he will always meet you. He will always come in the 90%. Yeah. And he will always just expect you to do your 10%. So that's the difference. And so, I mean, again, it's, you know, one of those things where you just have to be intentional, you know, with each other. You know, have, you know, carve out the time to just be with each other, you know, for the, again, regardless of where you are. And, you know, in your lives, you know, make that time because that's truly what's going to really solidify and establish your guys' relationship so that when the winds come knocking hard, you guys are not crumbling down. Yeah. And what does being with each other look like? You know, it can look differently for everyone. Like for us, you know, it's it's sometimes laying in bed. And honestly, like for us, it's like sometimes laying in bed and just... Um, having like quick, quick conversations or like 
Danny massaging me or me massaging him. You know, um, sometimes it looks like watching Netflix and, you know, just relaxing and watching a movie. Sometimes it is sex. Sometimes it is going out to eat instead of making a cook-home meal and, you know, catching up. Sometimes it means cooking and helping each other out. Like, I'll cook, Danny picks up the table. Like, that's, you know, we're intentional. And he'll ask, do you need anything else, you know? Um, and sometimes that looks like if you have pets, like going on a W-A-L-K, I'm going to spell it out because my dogs are out here. Um, and, you know, taking your dogs out and, you know, holding hands with each other and, you know, just being present with each other. Like it's one of those things, you know, I I feel really, 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 and I'm going to say this. I don't think Denny even knows this because I haven't said this to him yet. But like, I just want to say this, that I, I feel really proud of our marriage. We've had hell in our marriage and we've had heaven in our marriage and you know I I am very proud of our marriage because even though like Danny said at the beginning you know we we are trying to live out our lives for the sake of the kingdom and that also includes our marriage people know that we're married so people are constantly looking at us they have like double eyes on us because not only do they know that we're believers But they also know that we're a married couple. And I have three co-workers who have constantly said to me, oh my gosh, I just love you guys. I love the interaction that you guys have with each other. You know, one of them, um, she's a second grade teacher, doesn't teach. Um, I think she's a second grade or first grade teacher. But um you know, we were, I was on duty for Reese's or for lunch and Danny does, um, like lunch distribution for kids. And she caught me and Danny like saying hi to each other from afar. And, you know, she just was like, oh my gosh, cute moment, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh my gosh, too much. Come on guys. Like, I love this. Like, this is so cheesy and corny, but I love it. And, and then she afterwards came up to me. She's like, I hope I wasn't offensive, but I actually really want to tell you, like, like, it's really sweet to see that because it's not normal. And when she said that, that it wasn't normal, it really broke my heart because I'm like, man, that should be the norm in married couples. That should be the norm in our marriages. Right. And so like, when she said that, I was like, wow, like it caught my heart and my attention. Then my co-teacher, two of my co-teachers, you know, they seen, cause I have a fridge in our classroom. And so I hold Danny's lunches there and whatnot. And Danny will come up and he'll grab drinks in his lunches. And then he'll give me like a quick little hug or a kiss. And then, you know, both of my co-teachers were like, oh my gosh, you guys are so cute. Like you guys continue to do this. And sometimes like you know, Danny will be silly and he'll be like, no, I'm not going to eat my salad. Or he like sends a memo <laughs> with my co-teacher. Yeah. And then my co-teacher was like, hey, I'm not saying this, but Danny said this. He's not eating his salad today. <laughs> and, you know, like, and then we, we start laughing, you know, and I just tell my co-teacher like, oh, my gosh, like, it's it's great. Like, we, we I share stories with her about like our marriage and, and the way they see us interact. They see us joking. They see us laughing. They see us holding hands. You know, Danny has this habit of like opening up my door and closing my door. I never really thought he would continue to do that. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> but, babe. <laughs> but but he does and people have noticed that, you know, and I would say 
chivalry and courtesy has kind of gone out of the window nowadays. Like, nowadays is like, oh, uh, you know, I love feminism. Trust me, there's certain things about, beautiful things about feminism. But then, you know, to an extent, sometimes, like, feminism can take it too far of like, oh, no, I'm my own woman. I'm a strong, independent woman. You've got to open the door to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's like knowing the sweet boundaries of, like, your husband, your spouse wanting to cater to you. Women, let them, like, let them do that. Let him do that for sure. Like, come on, woman. Like, just let him open up the freaking door for you. Let yeah. him carry the bags for you. Yeah, just like, you know, I mean, I do that for Jenny. And I think one day I just, yeah, I just started doing it. Didn't really, I didn't really think about it. I just did it. And then I just been doing it ever since. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's those small things. And then when I'm in the passenger side, <laughs> I expect her to open the door for me. And I have, actually. You know, she's a true gentle lady. <laughs> She's a true gentle lady. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> so it's like but those those are the things that go a long way that people notice. You know, um coworkers notice that. People at church notice that. Your family notices. Your children, if you have kids, they will notice that and they will see that. So never stop, you know, yeah. dating. Never stop doing kind things for and for one another and for each other learn to you know love one another with not just words but with action you know hold hands if you have stopped holding hands start there if your sex life is a dumpster like start by holding hands pray together if you're a believer if you're a non-believer you know start speaking life to each other you know and like you know, set some dreams out there, you yeah. know, and I, I just want to say like marriage is not easy, but mm-hmm. when you when you have an opportunity to be light, you should be light and your marriage probably should be the biggest amplifier on how to shed the love of Christ. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I mean, again, you know, the, you know, being in San Francisco, you have all kinds of uh backgrounds and walks of life from people and um at the school that we're at one of jenny's co-teachers we've you know we've been giving her rides home um she doesn't have a car so she you know takes public transportation uh to work and from work um but every now and then she'll ask you know she'll ask us to give her a ride and you know we always say yes and i I found it very interesting how, and, and again, this came from her. Um, you know, we were giving her a ride one day, and and she just, you know, she just spilled it out. She's like, hey, she's like, I've noticed that you guys don't curse. And she's like, why is that? <laughs> she literally just was up front and forward. She's like, why, why don't you guys curse? You know, because everybody curses, obviously. You know, that's just how, you know, today's time is. Everyone just curses. Um She's like, but I've noticed that you guys don't curse. She's like, why is that? Um, and we were just, we were just up front. We we're like, you know what? We're just, we just try not to. That's the honest truth. You know, we try not to. We, you know, I will admit to everyone listening that when I get very, very upset, I have cursed. Yeah. You know, I have definitely cursed. I I, I'm, I I'm not. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we've all, we're at fault for that. I mean, are we cursing up storms like? as we have a regular conversation with people, no. But I have found myself in moments where 
I just blow out the ABCs when I'm crazy upset. Obviously, my, you know, my temper is something that I have to work on. And I feel like by working on it, it'll also help me to reduce um, my my cursing <laughs> when, <laughs> when I'm crazy upset. Um, but she, you know, she just asked us that. And we were just like, you know what? Like, the truth is, we just we, we just try not to. Not because we think it's bad or, you know, because we might offend someone, but just because we don't feel like it fits us. And she was like, oh, she's like, yeah, that makes sense. But it was just interesting how something so small, I mean, it could, again, to her, it was definitely nothing significant. It was, it was puny. It was tiny. But I took that as like, as like a really good sign that, that basically confirmed my assumptions where it's like, you know what? Even, even what you don't say is audibly heard mm. by others. Mm-hmm. So well, how you react, how mm. you approach certain people, how you behave in, you know, certain scenarios, everything like, I mean, everything just comes down to, you know, you being the kind of person that you are. And so being that Jenny and I are in San Francisco, again, like when we first moved up here, I started to ask, like, I felt like I was just asking God, like, okay, Lord, what does this look like? What? What is, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to go about this? Because, again, I, I never want to find myself in a situation where I have to, where I feel like I need to hide my faith or, you know, not mention Christ because I'm afraid of what might happen. No, if I get fired because I keep talking about God, then cool, you know. But at the same time, if I keep getting fired from all these jobs, <laughs> then who am I going to reach? So, you know, my my mentality started to turn in the sense of like, okay, how can I show God's love to these people without actually showing it? Yeah. You know? And again, I, I'm not surprised if the moment comes where, you know what, Danny, this is where you're just going to, you know, you're just going to reveal your identity and just, you know, show them who Christ really, really is. And yes, of course. But that time has yet to come. I think for right now, we're still spies in foreign <laughs> land. And the objective is yeah. to implant, you know, God's love, God's seed of love Amen. in people's hearts Amen. without them noticing. Amen. I think it's so powerful. And so, yeah, I mean, I think if anything, um, it's just a reminder again that, you know, working together for us is a mission. Yeah. It's, it's our ministry. Yeah. Like our marriage is also our ministry and the way that we live and interact with each other. Like all eyes are on you. I really love, like I actually opened up my notes app and I wrote down Danny's quote, like even what you don't say is audibly heard by others. And the truth of the matter is like even what we don't say to each other as a married couple at our work is being audibly heard by others. People yeah. are noticing how we interact as a married couple. Yeah. Like, it is so cool to be working together and to be using it for the kingdom of God. It is so cool to be a married couple and to be using our marriage as a part of the kingdom of God. You know, everything is that we do, everything of our existence, who we are, of our being, should be technically used as part of the kingdom of heaven and as an, as a tool, as, you know, as conduits of the kingdom of heaven. And 
I love that we can use our marriage as being a conduit of the kingdom of heaven. And we, we've learned to keep balances. We've learned to be healthy in our marriage. Therapy goes a long way, man. And like, yeah. you know, helping us how to balance those things out. In fact, our therapist is on maternity leave right now. And Becca, yeah. if you're hearing this, because she has said that she has listened to it before. <laughs> so Becca, if you're listening to this episode, we Please can wait to have back. you back. Hurry up. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, um, but you know, like it's been so great to just be able to sit back and listen and, and be able to do marriage together and, Learn from our previous years. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we've run out of time. We went a little bit over time. But I just wanted to say, if you are married and you're working together, use your marriage as a beautiful opportunity to share the good news to others. Yeah. If you are in ministry together, learn how to balance life in church and outside of church and learn to be a couple you know, learn you, you, your your first ministry should be your marriage, should not be your ministry at the church. So you know, do that, and I and I can say that freely because we've done ministry, we've been in ministry, we've been in leadership positions, we've been in pastoral positions before. So yes, like don't do that mistake, don't make that mistake of putting your ministry first. And if you're a couple who's navigating, you know, the idea, the waters of like, oh, we're just dating, but we're working together, then you know, like. Again, let your life just be um, an example to others of the way that you guys live and be an example to other couples who are dating each other and like just, you know, like show them what healthy dating looks like. Yeah, you know, that's what that's what it, this is about. So yeah. um, don't be afraid of working together. I, I mean, unless you really, really think like this doesn't work for me, then kudos to you. Don't do it. But if you ever have the opportunity to work with your spouse, it's a it's a great opportunity. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's different, it but is. it's fun. It is. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. Well, thank you, and y'all have a wonderful, wonderful either day, morning, evening, whatever yeah. it is. Thank you for tuning in, and yeah. we'll see you on the flip side. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Adios. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed hanging out with you. If you really enjoyed hanging out with us too, then we ask you for one simple favor. Go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we did. We thank you so much and we really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Adios.